Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Major Life Podcast. I'm Alex Traeger. Oh, my gosh. So last night, I went to a sound bath. I love sound baths. I go to sound baths like once a week. They're one of my favorite tools for relaxation and healing. If you've never done a sound bath, basically... It's like a thing you go to, you lie down, you meditate while someone plays these instruments. So either like crystal bowls or gong or chimes, like all these different things, even didgeridoos. But basically you go and you lie down and you listen to the music. And because our bodies are made up of so much water, the vibration of the sounds will actually like vibrate in your body's cells. So it really does go beyond just listening to music. That's why, you know, you can get into a really deep theta state in meditation at a sound bath and can do some really deep inner healing work. So I went to this sound bath, but it wasn't just a regular sound bath. It was an Akashic Records sound bath. So it was held by two women, one woman who played the crystal singing bowls and another woman who actually can open the Akashic Records and channel from your guides. So if you don't know what the Akashic Records are, they're basically a kind of vibrational, energetic book of every thought an experience you've ever had or anyone will ever have. It's really wild. It's hard to wrap my brain around. I'm sure it's hard to wrap your brain around too, but it exists and we can all actually access it. It's just a matter of opening up enough to it to be able to get that knowledge, Um, but also be able to just connect to your guides and get advice and all of these things. So this amazing channeler was at the sound bath and because it's uh, the holidays and things are kind of slowing down, there were only two people at this sound bath last night. So we basically got like a private session with these two women who are so gifted, but I had the opportunity to literally ask any questions to my own team of spirit guides, masters, uh, light beings, anyone who I wanted to connect to, which ended up being a lot of pressure. I was not expecting this when I walked in to this sound bath. I was just going to chill. And so then I was like, oh my God, like I haven't prepared any of these questions. This is my time to connect with my guides. And, you know, what do you ask in that moment? But I asked a lot of questions and got a lot of really interesting answers. And I have to say, like, it's it's wild to have gotten that, like, direct connection with my spirit guides. I mean, I've tried and I'm trying to keep opening up to this world and, you know, foster my own connection with my guides. But... I am nowhere near as open as this channeler was. So it was just really cool to get that really direct communication. And I was able to ask a lot of questions that were weighing heavy on my mind. I definitely got some answers that were hard to take, I would say. 
it was advice that was as clear as like, should I do this? No, there's something better. Which is crazy because a lot of the times if you like go see a psychic or like get your tarot cards, it's kind of like answers like, oh, you know what's right. Or like follow follow what you feel is best, you know? And you're kind of like, well, I want you to just tell me if I should do this or not. And this was very much like, no, don't do that. Yes, do this. And of course you always have free will, but like why wouldn't you listen to your spirit guides? But it was very accurate. So I know that it was, you know, it was true for me. But again, it's a little hard to take if you especially are kind of hung up on the way you think things should turn out and the, the way your mind wants things to go. Of course, our mind always kind of paints this picture of our life. And it's not often the way your life turns out. And that can cause us a lot of stress and confusion and hurt. So releasing your ego and its needs for kind of controlling the way things are is really important because at your soul's essence, it's, you know, everything is chill. You know, it's not as worried about any of those things because it, it knows where it's going. It knows that it's, it's worthy of everything that it wants. So Oh, it was, it was, I have to admit, a little bit of a hard pill to swallow some of the things she said. I don't really want to go all into it because it's a little personal, but I guess I would say with like relationships, she kind of said like, oh, there's going to be a couple more burns. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, great. But she almost said like, my soul chose this path because it's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Like, and I know that to be true. I mean, it was amidst like a a bit of a heartbreak that I really kind of rose up and claimed this version of myself and found my way back to my soul. So I get it. Like I, I get that that those events were necessary, but I'm kind of like, can I just learn the lesson with without being burned? But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I guess I'll keep you posted if I get burned a couple more times, but that's all right. You know, I do know that at least my soul has chosen this for a reason and I I really can't change that. So I might as well get on board. And, you know, I think she also kind of reframed it for me where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have two more burns. She was like, no, they're actually really great relationships, but you just learn a lot from them. So I think maybe keeping that perspective is really interesting. I mean, we get so caught up on being like, the one, where is the one? When am I going to get married? But I think releasing that agenda and realizing that like, it's actually cool to meet a lot of new people. It's cool to get to connect and be intimate and know people on a deep level. And it doesn't have to be, in fact, I don't think it should be just one person. And I mean, it's not, especially because you connect with friends on that level all the time. But I think opening up to that and making peace with that and knowing that, you know, I used to think my life would go one way and maybe it's not and that's okay. You know, I don't even know if if this is the way my life will unfold because I do also know that we have the power to make really 
lasting and important changes on our future by learning lessons today. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting, like I said, to get this really close connection and also insight into my life. I mean, I kind of was like worried to ask too much because this is your whole life's path. This is the future. This is the past. This is the present. And there's no question that she wouldn't have been able to answer. So, I mean, like I said, it was a little intimidating and I wasn't really quite sure what to ask. And I didn't want to ask the wrong things. I didn't want to ask too much because I know on some level, even though I want to know things, I also don't want to know things. I mean, especially like my death. I don't want to know how I die because you'll just live in too much fear. But it was so, so cool. I even want to book another session, a private session with her because after I finished and we were doing the sound, I kept popping up with like more questions that I would have asked and was like, oh, I should have asked this one. I should have asked that one. So, you know, we can't all be perfect, but it's just cool to even know that this exists because it's wild how much info is in there. It was also just nice to get that confirmation that I am on the right path, confirmation that I, you know, am doing a good job and that I need to just keep going and stay in my truth and not get so caught up in my own like self-criticism and worry and fear and doubts because there's just no reason for it. But also to kind of just start living in a way that is more compassionate to myself and my path, knowing that you can't change the past and it's not your job to. Your job is to keep walking forward and to just keep an open mind and let go and trust that things are unfolding. You know, it was funny, she brought up this image of an onion and my guides were saying to stop looking at this healing path and journey as an onion where you're like, keep peeling back more layers and there's like a job to do, but more as a rose that is continually blooming and then, you know, like reclosing and then blooming again and reclosing so that it's not as much of like a burden. And that's so funny because I have been for the longest time, I don't know when someone gave me the image of an onion, like saying healing was like an onion and you're peeling back layers continually. That was probably earlier in the summer and that stuck with me. So I kept being like, oh, if I would hit a low point, I'd be like, okay, this is just another layer of the onion that I got through that I'm peeling back and and so I, I have been using that image. So my guides basically said, cut it out <laughs> and just know that, you know, those low points will come. There, there's times that you're going to be, you know, down or sad or worried or in fear and healing and that's okay, but it's like a rose that will bloom again. So I thought that was really nice and it definitely resonated with me and I'm going to try to go forward and try to just lighten up and and also recognize that this healing path that I've set off on and if you're here you have probably set off on too is 
never ending. It's a journey for our whole lives. There is no end goal. And remembering that kind of allows you to remember that you don't need to figure it all out right now or today or this week or this year even. You know, you have time and be gentle with yourself because this path isn't easy and it's not for everyone because it's not easy. (laughs) But the fact that you have chosen this path, the fact that you have chosen you and decided to break the cycles and the patterns and the wounding and the trauma and heal from it is so, so brave and so commendable. Is that a word? (laughs) I think so. But give yourself a hug. Give yourself a pat on the back. You deserve it. You've gone through so much work. And I always like to think back to a few months ago or a year ago or a few years ago and recognize how far I've come. And that is actually the topic that I wanted to talk about because 2020, a whole new decade is upon us. And I know with every year, like with New Year's resolutions and a new year, it's easier to restart and set some goals and just kind of take the opportunity to start fresh. But of course, this is a whole new decade. So I personally am even more motivated to start this whole new decade with a really fresh blank slate and start it off in the best way possible so that that sets the tone for the next 10 years of my life. And I encourage you to do the same. So I have actually been taking a lot of time to reflect and really do, I I mean, I've done a lot of deep healing work in the past few months, but really do that extra mile of healing work right now at the end of 2019 so that I can just leave all of this junk that I'm carrying, leave everything I'm worried or fearful about in the past and just step into this new year as this new person that I am and with all of the hope and the love and the joy possible. So that work has been a lot of letting go, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of acceptance, and just having the courage to step forward and trust that things are working themselves out, that worrying is pointless. I'm always reminding myself of this. They say worrying is like a prayer for what you don't want. So just being really conscious of my thoughts, conscious of my energy, protecting my energy, calling back my energy, it's crazy because, I mean, I never really thought of energy before. I never paid much mind to it until I had my (laughs) spiritual awakening. But it's really true. I mean, even despite me being alone a lot, secluded a lot because I work from home, I still realized that I have been throwing my energy out to other people. And you can do that just with your thoughts. So doing a lot of work in calling my energy back, that's called soul retrieval. So I literally just imagine myself when I'm meditating, just like sucking my energy back in and calling it all back to me and centering myself and grounding myself in that because 
Your energy is so important and it's something people don't protect. They, they don't realize that your energy is just as important, maybe more important than protecting your physical body. And it's everything. So it's not to be dismissed. So I've been doing a lot of work like that. Of course, like I said, I've been doing sound baths, my regular practice of meditation every morning, eating mostly plant-based, and a lot of reflection. So this is one kind of a ritual I did, I guess, a couple of days ago that I thought was really helpful. So I wanted to share. Basically, I sat down with my journal and I reflected on the past 10 years. So 2009 to 2019, which I might add was a little hard for me to remember. I don't have a great memory. So I was just trying to pick out the most like poignant events in my life, both good and bad, and I wrote them all down. Um, this was just bullet points, not like essays. It was just writing down the big events, good and bad, that happened in the last 10 years, sifting through my memory and just reflecting, reflecting on everything that's happened, everything that has happened to get me where I am today, because of course, when you're reflecting on the bad stuff, some some emotions can come up, but you can always remind yourself that that was a necessary part of your path, a lesson for you to get where you are now, and something that you can also look back on with gratitude, saying thank you for what you've taught me, I walk forward now, but yeah, so basically I was writing down all of these things, good and bad. Some emotions were coming up. I was kind of feeling it. But also it's interesting because I was remembering these things that I haven't thought of, obviously, in years because it's going back 10 years. A lot can happen in a whole decade. But basically it was interesting to remember those things and also remember how I felt at the time. Like, I will never get over this this is the end of me, you know, the drama that we all have with certain events and events that you think you'll never, ever get over. But of course you do. And you probably also look back like I did and thought, oh, that was so silly. Why was I so hung up on this person or this event? Or, you know, why did I act in that certain way? Just reflecting and trying to do a lot of personal accountability, awareness is so important. I mean, the first step of healing is awareness and understanding your part in your life is the, I think, the most important part in being able to take back, not control, but just agency and responsibility and knowing that you can step forward in a different way, I think is also really empowering. But I was looking back on all the events and just remembering like, oh, I felt really, really bad about this thing, but I feel good now. And in that moment, it was silly to feel so bad. Of course, you can't really control that on some level, but you can always look back with a new perspective. Of course, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, but it also then allows you to apply that same knowledge to the now moment. So whatever is weighing heavy on your heart right now, whatever you think you're not going to get out of, whatever energy you're in and you feel stuck, just know that 10-year future you is probably going to look back on that and be like, oh, 
there was nothing to worry about. You're fine. It was silly. So keeping that higher perspective is always super helpful for me. And this exercise in writing the past decade down was also a good chance to reflect on how far I've come, reflect on the little pieces maybe of maybe traumatic events or hard events uh, that I've been still holding on to and doing those like final pieces of healing, final closing out of of these things, um, kind of tying up loose ends, I would say. And at the end, I did write like a little paragraph about how I felt the decade, the last decade was, like what I felt the theme of the decade was, which is really interesting because when you write out all the events that happened, you can also kind of piece them together and fit them together and then come up with kind of like an overarching theme. So I know my past 10 years was riddled with a lot of insecurity, with a lot of undervaluing my worth, with a lot of lack of boundaries, with a lot of kind of just like running around the world's like a chicken with my head cut off. But really, I mean, I feel like until I woke up to this healing path, I didn't understand my own role in my own life. And it was just evident to me looking back that that was one thing that kind of colored my last 10 years. And not to say that the last 10 years weren't amazing and beautiful and transformational. I mean, I did a lot of really cool things too that I wrote down. I, you know, went to college. I took a chance on my dreams. I landed my dream job at Tasty. I grew so much in my career. All of these different aspects that were really beautiful highlights. But also just knowing that I wasn't living up to my fullest potential, not like material or work-wise, but just within me, like accepting myself and loving myself. It was definitely a decade of a lot of fear. And of course, fear is the opposite of love, the absence of love. So knowing this, I have made it a point that the next 10 years of my life and hopefully the rest of my life will be ruled by love and not fear. So again, this exercise was just really amazing because I was able to uncover that. I was able to reflect on the past 10 years, understand what was going on, what was happening, and also then apply that to the future because you don't have the opportunity to change the past. It's done. There's no point in worrying or looking back on it. You can't. You can't change it. But what you do have the power to do is change your future by learning the lessons now. It's so important. And I have seen the trajectory of my life completely shift because of this deep inner healing work I have done. So I have zero doubt. I know for a fact that you have all of the ability in the world to change your future, to change your path, to shift the path that you're going on. And again, it takes awareness. It takes a lot of self-love and compassion for your journey and just a whole lot of trust and faith that things are going to be okay, better than okay. They're going to be amazing. And if you step into the next decade knowing that things are going to be amazing, feeling it deep in your soul and 
radiating that out, there is no other option but for your next decade to be amazing. You make that decision for yourself. You tell that to the universe. You make it known and you live it and you feel it and you know it. And the universe just has no option but to reflect that back to you. I just got chills because it's so true. I am actually so, so excited, so ready for this new decade. I'm so ready to leave the past 10 years in the past and to step forward into this amazing year. I also have heard the year 2020, which is in numerology a number four, is all about love. It's all about kind of relaxing into more of a way of being rather than doing and to kind of chill out, which sounds pretty dope to me. But I mean, when I was thrown, I guess, on this healing journey, this spiritual awakening that I had back in May, I knew that, well, I knew the rest of my life would be different than I thought it was going to be, which was really amazing and cool because I... I felt like magic was real and that I had this opportunity to open up to, you know, the universe and spirit and, and it was something that I'd never experienced before. So I was like so into it, but I also knew that it kind of felt like preparation for the next decade. Even back in May, I was kind of conscious of it being like, wow, I have completely shifted as a person. I'm doing all this healing work and I feel like it's to really close out this decade and step into 2020 as the fullest, best version of my new self, which I really don't think is like a new self. I think I just returned to who I was always meant to be or who I always was. But yeah, it was just crazy to feel like, oh, in the last half of 2019, the last half of this last year of the decade, I underwent this complete transformation. And I know that that is for something. And I am just excited. I'm excited for what 2020 and beyond has in store. And that is the best, you know, mindset to have to step into a new decade, walking forward with trust and eagerness and excitement and like the curiosity of a child. That is the energy I'm trying to embody because in that there's really no room for worry. There's no room for fear. And like I said, I want my next 10 years to be ruled by love and not fear. So I encourage you, oh, and then of course, to close out that ritual that I did, I burned it. I burned the piece of paper and I let it all go. It went up in smoke up to the divine and I released it all. And I think that's also just a really symbolic way to let go and to leave all of the past in the past, to step forward with confidence and without any of the heavy burdens of carrying around anything that doesn't serve me anymore. Because it's, it's really true, like I was talking about energetics and how real they are, but 
you can literally feel yourself being weighed down by something that is energetically tying you down. Of course, you don't walk around with like an anchor tied to your waist, but I know you all know that heavy feeling. So doing the work now, let's all make a pact, I guess, for the last however many days, a couple weeks left of 2019 to just power through the end of the year and do that really deep inner work, cut those energetic cords, cut those attachments, call back your energy, accept where you are with compassion and gratitude, but also remind yourself that again, this healing work is not a job, it's not an onion, it is a rose. You are a rose and you can be a glowing, beautiful, bright red, delicious smelling rose. I don't wanna be a dead ass rose. <laughs> and you don't have to wait till 2020 to do it. You can do it now. In fact, you should do it now. I'm trying to do that now so that when 2020 comes, I'm ready. I'm already there. I'm not waiting for anything because life is so short and we shouldn't be waiting around for anything or anyone. You have all of the power within you to be joyful and love exactly where you are and have so much fun and be passionate and motivated and literally create the life of your dreams. You have that all within you. It's just this other stuff that might be weighing you down. So do my little ritual if you feel called. It really helped me to feel like I was still making proactive steps to getting to that best version of myself. I might even do it again for myself because I'm sure I missed, I mean, I know in fact I missed a couple of things, a couple of important things even. And I just feel like a part of me is just like, oh, let's just make sure we got it all figured out. Let's make sure we've cleaned it all up. But try it out for yourself. Let me know how it goes. And as always, I'm sending you guys so, so much love. Like I said before, if you are listening to this podcast, you are on your own healing journey. And it's not an easy one. So that is something to be so proud of yourself for. I am so proud of you for being here. So I sincerely hope that you are taking care of yourself and giving yourself that compassion and that gratitude and that love that you probably give to everyone else because it's so important. And it's the first step to healing and stepping into the best version of you. I would even argue that if you didn't do any quote unquote healing work at all, just loving yourself, just having compassion for yourself is entirely enough. Well, that's it for me today. I hope you guys have the best holiday season. I'm going to be heading home and spending lots of time with friends and family, and I hope for you the same. And whatever it is that you celebrate, I hope that you also celebrate yourself because you deserve it. Major out. Yeah.